there is, it seems, a sweet spot for a professional photographer. Too few shoots and every session becomes super critical. Too busy? Well, being too busy rapidly leads to exhaustion and burnout. I will admit I'm at the latter end of that spectrum just now, but we are working hard to find a little balance. I'm Paul, and this is a slightly weary Mastering Portrait Photography podcast. Hello, one and all. Right, before we begin, if you are listening to this podcast before the 16th of October 2022, that's 2022, here's a quick advert from my sponsor. <laughs> well, that'll be me, actually. I'm just bigging myself and Sarah and Michelle and my team up a little. I hope that's okay. I do admit, at some point, I need to get the hang of placing ads in these podcasts so that when the date of an event passes, well, they stop being played but with everything else going on that's just one lesson I haven't had the time to sit and well learn apologies if you are listening to this after the 16th of October maybe by the time you do get to hear it maybe just maybe I will have gotten the hang of things and mistimed ads are no longer appearing but if I was a betting man I wouldn't bet my lunch on it Anyway, I'm just letting you know that there are just a few spaces left on a workshop that Sarah and I are running uh, at the upcoming Photo Hub in Oxford on Sunday, the 16th of October. So the theme of the workshop is very simple. Have you ever been caught in a situation with nothing but a camera and your subject and you absolutely still have to get a great photo? Come to think of it, that is my day job. It's exactly what I love to do, and it's what my clients pay me to do. I love the sense that as long as you have some light on a face, you'll be able to create some kind of beautiful portrait. And that is the subject of our workshop. So if you're thinking of going to the photo hubs, why not come and spend, uh, no matter what the weather is doing, come and spend some time. It's a three hour workshop on mastering available light. Uh, it's an intensive portrait photography workshop. We're going to cover everything you need to create pictures in whatever light you might find, which is broadly speaking, the light you have around you. We're going to hunt down locations, hunt down pockets of light using just the world around us for inspiration and to create our images. Now, whether you're an aspiring pro or an experienced enthusiast, come along and learn how to take beautiful portraits with nothing more than your camera, a sharp eye and a little imagination. The workshop's going to cover the fundamentals of reading light, getting incredible light out of everyday situations, how light affects your images and how to make the very best of any location, posing and guiding your subject to get the best out of them. And you'll be putting the skills straight into practice with this very much hands-on workshop. You will bring a camera and you will have a ball. The workshop is limited to 10 people and is only £150 for the three hours. The full details, the full details can be found at, and I will put this link in the show notes, https colon slash slash the usual stuff photohubs.co.uk that's photohubs all one word dot co.uk slash product slash oxford hyphen light l-i-g-h-t photohubs oxford is a two-day photography event although i'm only doing one of the workshops uh, and there are plenty of workshops and presentations by a handful of incredible photographers glenn dewis russ jackson 
can't even say it, Russ, Russ Jackson, Panacos Hastili, Heather Burns and Olivia Bossett. And it costs £10 for the two-day pass to attend the uh, event. Now, also, if you happen to be a Graphy Studio customer, <laughs> have I mentioned that Sarah and I are ambassadors for this incredible album and wall art company? Well, if not, <laughs> well, no, I know I have. Uh, and I'm mentioning it again now. Anyway, if you happen to be a Graphy customer, head over to their Facebook pages where you will find discount codes that will get you into the event for free and will also reduce the price of our workshop to just £125 for the three hours. That's 125 quid. Uh, if you happen to be a graphic customer, which I think is a bit of a bargain. So the light today has been utterly stunning, um, very luckily. But even if the weather is crappy next week on the 16th, we will still be creating beautiful images because that is the very point of the workshop. Creating images no matter what uh, a situation you find yourself in. Though I have to say today has been stunning with that autumn light raking across the sky and pinging off the autumn red leaves. Ah, I love it. Anyway, I will put all the links and the details into the show notes for this episode. Uh, so for this week, so for this week, what has been going on? Well, as you might have got from my introduction, uh, we're very busy. Uh, I've been chairing qualifications for the British Institute of Professional Photographers. Now, when I decided to uh, leave my previous career as an IT consultant and pick up my camera as a professional, little did I know that it would take me this far. And here I am now chairing judging for one of the oldest and most recognised photographic associations in the world. And I love doing it too. It can be possibly a little stressful, but it is truly an honour at the same time. Like all of the judges, I just want every panel to be a successful panel. I want every photographer to be rewarded for the effort that they've put in. Genuinely, we want every photographer to have a successful panel. And that's the thing. Everyone who submits their images has worked incredibly hard, but sometimes, sometimes it's just not to be. And the panel of five judges would agree with me. Qualifications is essentially a peer review. Five judges and a chair discussing, debating, assessing, reviewing, and I guess arguing sometimes, but mostly drilling into the panel to make sure that when we do award the creator those all-important letters, every other photographer who's been recognised before them nods their head in wise agreement. Sure, photography is subjective, but when it comes down to it, there are key things that judges are looking for at each level, from licentiate all the way through to fellowship. At licentiate, we're essentially looking for a solid professional standard. After all, the BIPP, the British Institute of Professional Photographers, as its name suggests, is an association dedicated to the art and craft of the professional photographer. And when you get all the way up to fellowship, we're looking for creativity and technical excellence of the very very highest order. Last week, we were lucky to achieve all of those things with several of the panels and seeing the candidates thrill at the news will never really leave me. It's always, always exciting. Now, sadly, a few of the panels weren't successful this time. Note my words, though. The panel, the panel, the images, the panel of images wasn't successful this time. Why do I choose my words so carefully? Well, I think it's really important just by getting your work together and subjecting it to any kind of evaluation, whether it's a critique, mentoring, competition, or in this case, qualifications, every single photographer who steps forward is already a success. 
Maybe, maybe the peer review didn't go the way they'd like for a million very good reasons. But trust me, every photographer I've seen who puts themselves through it, pushes themselves forward, takes advice, takes the time, dedicates themselves to, in this case, producing a panel of 20 images, is on the way to success. Every step a photographer takes towards a qualification submission, from taking the time with their mentor, assessing their images, designing the panel, and yes, yes, you do design a panel. And I cannot stress this enough. You don't just pick 20 individual images. You design a panel that hangs together, and when you display it, it looks coherent. Otherwise, all you're really doing is highlighting the differences in your images. And it's one mistake I have seen quite a lot over the years, and that is that a photographer very often wants to show just how eclectic they can be, how every image, every moment, every client is a completely different style. This is rarely, when you think about it, a good idea. If you really do have a wide breadth of styles, then go the whole hog and enter separate panels for each of these genres or each of these styles, finishes, call it what you will. Yes, it's expensive, but you're much more likely to succeed at a qualification when it can be seen as a collection rather than as a scrapbook. I have to admit, when I submitted my panels a few years, well, quite a few years ago now, I remember the terror of it all too well. It's expensive in emotions and finances. It's terrifying. It's utterly terrifying. It's cost you a small fortune. It's cost you time. It's cost you energy. It's probably knocked your confidence a bit as a mentor is having to guide you into the things you need to improve. And in so many ways, that feeling doesn't entirely leave you, but it is worth every second. And after my fellowship panel, I honestly felt a sense of release, a sense of the shackles are off now. I can do anything I like. They didn't last, of course. Once you get your head back into the business very quickly, very quickly, you're reminded that you have to produce these results every day for your clients. Yes, yes, you've got your letters but the world keeps turning. But that sense of achievement and the confidence that I could now do anything if I chose to has driven me ever since. And here I am as one of a handful of people in the country chairing judging. And I love it. I absolutely love it. Judging is an opportunity to enjoy hundreds, maybe thousands of images alongside other eminent photographers. When we're judging, we debate, we discuss we may agree, we may argue a little bit, but one thing is for sure, we all take the time to appreciate this craft. And I always come away with an odd mix of enthusiasm, ideas, maybe a little insecurity. And yet there it is again, that sense of, I don't know if underachievement is the right word, but the idea that I could do better. And one panel in particular at this last session, I don't think it was just me, but it certainly left me truly in awe. Truly inspired, truly, truly in wonderment, and also just a little envious of what that photographer had, had achieved. It really, really was that good. But whatever it was, whatever those couple of days of judging were, I came away absolutely buzzing and full of energy. A question that floats around the industry is why do people like me, people who judge, people who mentor or organise events, why do we do it? There's no money in it and there's very little recognition. But for me, at least, it is truly an honour. 
It's truly an honor to be there, to be able to pay back to this industry that's been so kind to me and to help lay the groundwork for the professional photographers of the future, the people entering the industry now, the youngsters maybe, or people like me who transitioned a little bit later in their careers and decided photography was for them. Maybe like me, they will go on to get involved and maybe help drive standards and professionalism in this industry. Maybe they'll get the same joy out of being part of something bigger than just me or them in the studio. Honestly, I always come away more enthusiastic and more driven, even if I, well, occasionally am a little jealous of someone else's raw talent. But it isn't just judging, it isn't just getting involved in industry that fires me up. I said at the start of this podcast that I am exhausted and I am. You can hear it in my voice. I can hear it in my voice. I've got headphones on as I'm recording this. And you can hear when I'm really tired, it's a Saturday evening and you can hear my voice is lower than it is normally. And that's just tiredness. This year is a complex one, I think, certainly emotionally. And going forward, there is no doubt that the global economy is uncertain at its very best. And the UK economy well, that's not just uncertain, that's complete and utter chaos right now. And I'm reasonably good at separating the business pressures from the creative ones, but it's not a science. I've always loved being on top of the news. I've always loved knowing what's going on in current, in current affairs. It's one of the reasons our business has been successful. Myself and Sarah really do keep on top of things. We do know what's going on. We do know where the markets are shifting, or at the very least, we try to keep up, but it's not a science. And... This year, this year, I think, has been really tough. And I'm not convinced it's going to be an awful lot easier next year. No matter how good I am at separating the business pressures from the creative ones, sometimes they just can't help but creep into each other. Sometimes I might be feeling massively creative and it gives me confidence in the business. When other times it might be the other way around and the business is flying and it can help fuel my creativity. If one side's going well, then the other side gets dragged along by it. Sometimes, though, sometimes this business can feel a bit flat on both sides of the line, both creatively and from a business point of view. And you really, really, really don't want that to happen because at the moments when you have to be at your best, it's hard to feel creative. Now we're lucky here. I am honestly lucky here. We really don't have tricky clients. I've no idea how we've done it and I wish I could parcel up the ingredients for how we've managed to attract the clients we do. It would be worth an absolute fortune. But we certainly do have something, some intangible thing that draws the nicest people to us. But business is still business, and sometimes it really can feel like running through treacle. At the same time, sometimes it can feel like I've become a derivative of myself. I'm still producing images I love, and thankfully that our clients love too. But I have this nagging doubt in the back of my head that I've become a little stuck. Maybe it's a little lazy. Maybe everything's just become a little too familiar. Right now, I've been in one of these patches for a week or three. It happens. I'm used to it. I'm used to the idea that for a while I'll be progressing and changing and moving and it's all developing. And then without even noticing it, suddenly all of that stuff sort of slows down. It's in those times I need a boost. But I also need to remember that in those times when I'm feeling flat and uncreative, all that's really happening is that things are sorting, sorting themselves out in my head. New ideas are there. They're just taking time to surface. But it can sap my energy. It can sap my drive. And it's in these times 
I always need a bit of a boost. So this past fortnight, it's come from a handful of places. This is where I get my energy. I've already mentioned the judging and I love judging everything about it. But our clients have the same effect. We have had two separate wedding reveals this week. We've also had two clients coming to pick up their finished products. We've had four portrait shoots and a wedding as well. Now, the wedding itself, the wedding itself didn't entirely go to plan. There was a huge and catastrophic water main breakage. And along with most of the Oxford area and surrounding villages, the Manoir, the hotel where the wedding was to be held, had no water. It turns out you can't open your doors without water. If you have no water, you have no flushable toilets. So you simply cannot have guests or staff for that matter. Now, luckily, the guys at Le Manoir worked tirelessly to make whatever they could possible. They handled rebooking all of the guests into different and equally beautiful hotels. And they managed to stage just the ceremony and a few photographs in the grounds. So it wasn't a complete write-off. We managed to get the ceremony and a handful of photos. And it was fine as long as you didn't eat the loo or, as I discovered, you didn't want ice in your drink. It was, apart from the obvious, a perfect ceremony. But unfortunately, there was then an hour and a half drive to the next hotel for the wedding breakfast. Again, a stunning hotel. But we've now lost 90 minutes of what is always going to be a fully packed day. On the upside, we were short of a taxi, so the bride and groom, along with the groom's mum, hopped into our Land Rover Defender and we laughed our way through the rush hour traffic. I don't know if I am truly an extrovert, but I certainly am outwardly confident, though that doesn't really diminish the insecurities that I have, or the fact that I always feel quite shy when I'm not in work mode. I don't know if it's the same for you, but holding the camera in my hands is an amazing uniform. It's sort of a shield, a barrier that lets me be a performer and it suppresses my normal nerves. But what is true, what is true, is that these are the things that help me recharge my batteries. People, always the people, whether it's the judges, the mentors, the candidates, the wider industry or my clients. Now, I'm not a psychologist, but I think the definition of extrovert is if I refuel my batteries when I'm around people. And for probably 80% of my time, that's exactly what I do. This morning, I photographed a lovely couple to celebrate their engagement. The minute I opened the door, the laughter started and it didn't stop until we were saying goodbye. It's a lovely thing to be in the company of others, having an absolutely wonderful time, and of course, creating beautiful images as we go. Now back to that wedding, as I was leaving, one of the older guests asked if I'd be willing to travel to photograph her daughter's wedding. And of course, I pointed out to her that she hadn't even seen a single picture from the day as of that point. But she responded that it had nothing to do with the photography. It was all to do with the laughter and the joy of the day. And I guess for a people photographer, that is the biggest compliment of them all. Now, I've always wanted to be a good photographer, it's always been about the images, but maybe in the context of shooting a wedding or shooting a family or shooting people, maybe being a good guest or a good companion is equally, if not more important. Maybe, maybe, just maybe getting people to laugh is the key, at least for me. As my engagement couple pointed out this morning, there is, it seems, a certain skill to it, mostly by bringing energy, joy and positivity. It's one of them. This it put me a little bit on the back foot. But she said to me, she described the way I work as, and I quote, 
strategic, I can't even say it, strategically deployed ridiculousness. I love it. It's a great line. She's much cleverer than me. Strategically deployed ridiculousness. Now, I'm not quite sure what that means. I think she might simply have been calling me a clown or just an idiot. Either way, strategically deployed ridiculousness is the way forward. And this afternoon, in a similar vein, we had a wedding reveal, at the end of which the client wrote on, we, we have a little frame uh, that they sign, and she wrote the following, and this is just a small excerpt from it, and it says, and I quote, from the moment we first stepped into your studio, and by the way, her handwriting has those really nice, over their eyes, they, she does a circle. It's just quite cute. Uh, I love that kind of writing. I don't, I don't know why. It just, I don't know, makes me smile. Anyway, to carry on, and I quote, we were instantly laughing nonstop and had no doubt you were going to be our photographer for our big day. And that's a big day with a capital B, a capital D, and a good old circle over the letter I. So that was what came out of today. And she was describing my original wedding pitch when they turned up, and I won it because we laughed. I mean, I'm hoping, obviously the inner creative of me hopes that I won some of it because the photography is beautiful. But the reality is... It's whatever it takes. And if making people laugh and having a good time is what it is, then fine. Because running a business is exhausting and you have to find your fuel. Now, whatever that may be, you have to find it. Whether it's the photography itself, whether it's your clients, maybe it's the cathartic nature of doing some post-production, some photoshopping or some grading. Maybe it's creating a beautiful print and pinning it to a wall. Or maybe, as I have done and many others, it's getting involved with the industry and doing some mentoring or doing some judging or whatever it is. It doesn't really matter. You have to find things that recharge your batteries. And I have come to the end of today at the end of a week in which the workload looked ominously like it might just break me. And I've ended it with laughter and a lot of hugs all round. And it is absolutely the energy that I need. I thought I'd finished today broken and instead I finished it exhausted, but on a high. So as of tomorrow, I'm taking a week out with Sarah and our kids. I say kids, but they're both in their twenties. I don't know why I describe them as kids. Anyway, I cannot be more excited. And the way that today has ended is the perfect beginning to a few days out. You need to find ways to recharge your energy, ways that keep you energized. These are just a few of mine. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please do leave us a five-star rating and a written review. It really does help new listeners to find us. Also, wherever it is that you're listening to this podcast right now, hit the subscribe button and next time there's an episode out, you'll be the first to hear it. Well, you might not be the first, I'll be the first, but you might be the second to hear it anyway please do subscribe. If you have any questions or comments or things you want us to talk about, then please do email paul at paulwilkinsonphotography.co.uk. That's paul at paulwilkinsonphotography.co.uk. And whatever else is going on in your life, whatever chaos is going on with interest rates, going on with gas prices, energy prices, inflation, or simply just the weather, whatever else, be kind to yourself. Take care, guys. Sure.